Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my first impressions of the Black Armory. Thank you for the brand new sub, T-Man. Thanks for using your Prime sub here. Basically, what I said was the launch date was a misfire. You couldn't go into the forge. It was a basically a power-gated environment at 625. I'm worried about day one reception. Over time, I know this is endgame. Over time, I know endgame and grind is what we asked for. But day one for paid-for content, especially since people are trying to be convinced that this is worth doing, the, the annual pass is worth doing, I think that the day one not being able to play anything is a mistake for the community at large. Too many people are on the fence. Too many people may have felt like they got burned by Osiris and now day one of paid content, they can't really do anything new. The only new content was was the forge and it's 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 power gated i also talked about how leveling is completely terrible with rng and limitations on time gated things with milestones you can only level up so much in a week so you're putting a lot of hurdles between people and paid for content i called for bungie to immediately give us ways to get to 600 power a lot faster through basically all activities in the game so people can enjoy kind of catching up and getting to this end game grind and i also said that it's important to note that cosmo said on reddit this is valid criticism about stuff not being playable day one and they're looking into making the first forge experience for people uh or at least this forge uh more accessible and so to all the people that are being dismissive and rude and even some uh some members of the community that were being very unprofessional i would uh i would put that before you i would put that before you that even cosmo said this is a valid concern uh, this is a valid criticism, and he said, he even said, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So, we're going to jump right into the questions. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage, or you can follow me on Twitter at say no to rage, and we're going to jump into the first question. Lono uh, from Fishlayer says, Lono, I have a friend who played D1 and just purchased D2 because he liked the look of the annual pass. Do you think they should have raised the soft cap? And if so, to what power? I fear that he will not be able to do the Black Armory content for weeks and that uphill power climb will be too much uh, for him uh, and he'll turn his back on D2. Right. I mean, I think in a very, very general sense, the end of my talk really is an answer to your question, but a lot of people may skip the talk and just jump into this Q&A. So I said that leveling is incredibly problematic. It lacks intentionality. You're gating things behind power. You are gating things behind power and giving people zero intentionality about leveling. During my video, I got a primary weapon for my reward from the story missions, and that does nothing for me because I'm on my second character. If you don't give me armor, you're screwing me. Like, it just, it, it literally doesn't give you any intentionality. And with World's First Races, there are people that go into endgame content that is Delta scaled, and they have an enormous advantage because they had better luck than other people, or because they saved a bunch of stuff, you know, saved a bunch of bounties and stuff, and played in a very unnatural way. So, I think, especially for someone that's in your friend's situation, in order for them to really get to a place where they enjoy the content, you have to streamline the leveling. You know, he should be able to play for a week or two and get to 600 just by playing the game and doing stuff. 
drops in the game should just be raising him his power level. And there are people who are gonna be like, why would you casualify the, the 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 rank up to 600? I mean, you have to consider you have to consider that at this point with the annual pass, Bungie is trying to capture and keep an audience, and it's difficult to do that when the entry point to your game is a giant hill of man, you better go run all this vanilla content that is meaningless. None of your friends are running it. None of the stuff you get's gonna matter. Like I Obviously, if you get some good rolled weapons that you know that's helpful because then you can infuse them up but for the most part you're dragging them through a long drawn out arduous vanilla experience to get to the meat of where everybody else is hanging out and content relevancy tends to go up and down so you want them in there while the iron's hot you want them in the end game content then to feel like they have an inroad this idea that a year later when Bungie creates a new ethos and a new home for us to live in that anybody that wants to play the game you're going to do this weird kind of gatekeeping we're like no you got to do what we did and you got to you got to level up like we did you can't skip and do this and blah 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 and it's like who in the frick cares if people are playing and they're happy and they're buying the content that's good for you as a fan of destiny if you're a fan of destiny Put all the elitism and the gatekeeping about something as stupid as leveling up. Who gives a crap? I, get them to the end game so they can grind for the dope loot. Like, that's where you want people to hang out because that's what they're paying for in the annual pass. They're not buying the annual pass so they can play vanilla and grind through freaking milestones to slowly get to 500 and then they got to take a couple more weeks to get to 600. Like, it just, that's not a good system if you're trying to get people in and you're trying to get people hooked. Uh, how's Black Armory so far for you? Uh, basically, I really like the grind. I think that this is an enjoyable grind for the hardcore player. As I said in my talk, this is going to get better with time. It's going to get better with time. And the real, real key, the real, real key is going to be... This is a great strike, by the way, if these guys count for that 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 forge part where we have to get uh, orange bars. This is a great strike. These dudes are orange barred everywhere. Uh, this isn't even a nightfall. Um, so I don't know if they would be that level if you came in here on your own or if you just have to keep re-queuing until you could get this strike. But these guys have so many orange bar cabal uh, for that part of the quest. So yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super excited about the forge grind. I think the forge grind looks very, very promising because there's so much, la- there's layers to it. I love a layered grind. And as I said in the past, whenever we had the layered grind, uh, the forge layered grind from Curse of Osiris, if those guns would have had random rolls, oh my gosh, that creates its own longevity. You just keep going. It would have been great. It would have been great. So I'm really happy. I'm really happy with this grind, and I'm, I know it'll get better with time, and people will enjoy it. The big issue is the front-end reception of the community. That's the big thing. Shiesty McGee, any thoughts on why new mechanics always seem so rare and they always involve a ball or a relic? Uh, suggesting new mechanics as a way to add difficulty to generalized feedback. Well, I mean, you have to consider the fact that you have to consider the fact that if they're trying to give us as much content as possible, right, with this drip feed, you have to accept a certain amount of copy pasta. Like you have to. And I'm not saying, like, I think reskins on weapons is a little inexcusable given how much the content spread out. And that's why all the new guns and stuff looking cool and looking awesome is really exciting. Uh, because that way you get that sense of it's new. But 
If they're reusing mechanics like ball throwing and stuff, I'm not going to give them crap about that. If I'm going in and having a new experience, a new environment, a new a new piece of content to interact with, and while interacting with that, I'm like, oh, this is basically a, 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 a ball throwing thing that we've done a hundred times before. I'm not going to fault them for that. They're trying to they're trying to throw everything at us that they can, and I'm I'm going to be okay with a certain amount of copy pasta, just a certain level. Mac 098. How do you think Bungie can improve the Forge or the Black Armory? Uh, I actually think, in general, the Forge and the Black Armory feel really, really good as grind. Uh, I know some people might say this isn't really a horde mode. Uh, We haven't played the other two Forges. Maybe they'll get significantly harder. It is a pretty basic environment that, as soon as Delta scaling isn't kicking you in the teeth, it's not going to be that difficult. And I, I worry that that's going to be a criticism we're going to hear from people is that it's not really a horde mode. They're going to say, well, you know, it's basically two waves and then a boss fight. I think the mechanic and the timing is cool. There's the tension of killing the blue guys to extend the timer, but you got to throw the balls or, you know, it, it you fail. I, um, I, I actually really, really enjoy my time in there, and especially since you can get random rolls and you can grind her bounties to get more random rolls, and the augmented weapons might have some potential. That was a bit of a disappointment when we first looked at it. They're just weapons that we've already gotten with an extra perk potential on them, uh, and I don't know if that's going to turn into... Um, turn into anything i think i just got screwed again yep got screwed again a weapon at 610 a weapon at 610 and then the the chest dropped me a 582 cloak again rng completely and utterly screwing me uh that's how many in a row now we've done four milestones and three have been uh weapons that do not help me uh pretty disappointing uh in this system and then a misfit on the ground so I like it. I like the layered grind. I don't know that they need to do much. Again, it was mainly just a day one thing. We haven't got all the content. We don't have all the forges. We don't have the raid yet. We don't understand any of that content and how it's going to play into the grand scheme of your weekly grind. But from what I can tell, it's going to be pretty good. <clears throat> uh, Royal Duck. Do you think the way Black Armory has been received will change the way they roll out the start of next season? Listen, a lot of people were being really dismissive on Twitter, and that's why I finally made my tweet where I said, I said, we did not get forsaken by being quiet, okay? You didn't get a turning point for Destiny 2 by being quiet and quote-unquote positive, or whatever the frick kind of glib, fake nonsense that you want to shove out on the internet because you don't want to sound negative. That, that doesn't help us get forsaken, Okay. I said, my tweet said, we didn't get forsaken by being quiet. Voicing disappointment is one of the most positive things we can do when Bungie tries something new. It can help inform future content. The annual pass is a new attempt that needs work, and I believe it will get better, and we are a part of that. I believe annual pass delivery is the way forward, and I believe if it's going to improve, because it does need to improve to some degree, it's going to be because we provide feedback. I said this morning, there's a difference between being negative and saying something that is negative. I can say something that's negative and criticize content. That doesn't mean I'm being negative. The irony is these ardent insisters, these people that just insist on being positive, they say things or they they posture and say things that sound positive, but they're not being positive. 
they're being negative. You can be positive while saying something negative, and I think parsing that is something that is just lost on these juvenile, black-and-white, dichotomous morons that think if you say something critical or complain, you're being negative. So I, I just... That's never been an attitude that I've taken, and we wouldn't have gotten forsaken if the community just stayed quiet and 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 just maintain this weird fake air of positivity like look if you defended double primary you don't get to get smug with people on twitter who are voicing criticisms about the annual pass okay like your your opinion your opinion doesn't hold a whole lot of water and a whole lot of weight if you defended double primary i initially thought double primary was okay but i listened to the community and slayer rage's video changed my mind and i became one of the most strongest opponents of the double primary system so you don't get a whole lot of credit if you were one of the people known for defending double primary or defending destiny 2 year one crucible for frick's sake like (laughs) you don't get to get smug with people on twitter if that's if that's your history in the community (laughs) milo says do you think the new raid sparrow perk gives us a reason to believe that bungie wants sparrows to be as weak as they are uh have been um, I honestly don't know. I'm not really sure what the issue is with sparrows. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why they've kept sparrows as weak as they are. I mean, there's too many strikes, in my opinion. There's too many strikes where you you kind of have to run, a, a, you know, a gamut or a gauntlet with a sparrow, and then you just you just end up dying because you can't take any amount of shots. Uh, and it's, you know, that's frustrating and I think unnecessary. If you're going to design, you know, areas of strikes and missions and dailies and stuff where you have to be on a sparrow and be getting shot, they have got to give them more health. They, they just, they have to. Um, I think it's, it's super problematic. So now maybe they don't want them to be tanks, but, and maybe that's why that perk has been introduced. But I do think that you, you don't want them to be as bad as they presently are. Capitals fan, what are you most hoping to see in the upcoming raid? Is it a layer or a full raid? They have specifically spoken to this on their own blog. Uh, they said that they said that it is a raid. It is not a raid layer because it has its own location and its own story. And as far as size goes, it will land somewhere between Crota and the last wish i would wager to say it's going to be closer to crota in size i mean i can tell you that there is you know i got a car for you and it's somewhere between the size of a matchbox car and you know a jeep and you're like well a matchbox car is really tiny i mean it could be anywhere along the spectrum right i I could get you a i could get you a remote control car well that's bigger than a matchbox car right like so the spectrum allows them i think to get away with I don't necessarily know if I'd call it sleight of hand, but when you hear it's somewhere between the size of Crota and Last Wish, you're like, oh, it could be pretty decently sized. I would ga- I would wager to say it's probably going to be closer in size uh, to Crota than Last Wish, just given what we know about how quickly they can create uh, endgame content like that. It just takes a while. It just takes a while. It's not. It's never. It's never that fast. Um, so. And there's only four weapons that we know of in full armor set, so we're not sure how they're going to exactly do that either. Shicey McGee. 
Do you think Black Armory is now going to give the impression that everyone needs to hoard powerful upgrades and turn-ins uh, for all future expansions? Do you think that's a situation Bungie should try and change uh, and the rest of the Animal Pass releases? No, you don't legislate to the minority. You just don't, okay? I love Grenader Jake. He raided and hosted us today, and I love him, and there's probably people here from his stream, and they're, they're sub to him, okay? But Jake is not normative. Jake hoarding Iron Banner powerful engrams and hitting 633 within a day, that's not normative, and I don't think Bungie needs to set their sights on Grenader Jake and be like, well, Jake did this and got to 633 in a day. Who gives a frick? Let Jake alone. Like, you don't, because if you slow him down, you're slowing down everybody else along the spectrum. Okay, so if there is a leveling efficiency scale and on that leveling efficiency scale, Jake is like a 10. He's just really good at saving things and and just leveling up as fast as possible, right? If he's a 10, but as a 10, he only represents like 1% or maybe 5% of the community. Well, then you don't want to legislate to him. Because if the rest of the community's leveling up efficiency is like a four or a three, like they're kind of below average because they just they maybe they don't have the time to play, maybe they can't even do all their milestones each week. If you slow Jake down, you're gonna slow them down too. It usually has a bad trickle down effect. Now, someone in chat saying bunge, uh, bounties should delete or auto decrypt before reset. The danger there is that y- you to a to a point. I agree with you. It's like. You did those bounties during an era where this was the cap, so those items should be capped, right? I don't want Bungie to legislate and be like, well, next time Jake does this, everything he gets is going to be at the old cap. Like, if he does this before Season of the Drifter, and they make everything drop at 650, because that's the new power level, and then the Drifter's going to take us up to 700. I just don't think you accomplish anything by doing that, other than slowing down a hardcore player and kind of irritating them. They generally find ways around your soft caps and your limitations anyway. Uh, So, I don't think Bungie should waste any amount of bandwidth time or meeting time or conference time or like, what should we do about this? I just don't think they should waste any amount of time or thought legislating to the minority. Because I think the minority almost always finds ways around it. They try to do that with Rise of Iron, and people people figured out ways around it. People went and farmed Omnigal. Like, they, they found a way to get around your soft caps. They, you know, they're always they're always going to find a way around your, your soft caps and the things that you try to set in front of them uh, to slow them down. And I think it's better to always consider the community at large, right? It was like the people that would do things and they would kind of glitch things in Borderlands. It's like, if they want to do that to their experience, let them. Like, focus on the main Johnny Q public player. I think that is who uh, you should focus on. Got any new guns yet? Yes, I have. Uh, I've got the ringing nail. I've got the swift ride. I've got the hammerhead. Uh, and they all look really cool and, you know, potentially some cool perk combinations, uh, as well as being able to go for them again and try to get new, you know, new combos and new things. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this grind. I, I like the way that it looks, you know, I, I told somebody today, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying this content, but to a certain extent, I don't matter. You know, I'm a streamer. Like this content's perfect for me. It's a long grind. It's a drawn out grind. There's plenty to do. There's plenty to chase. 
my opinion matters, but not as much as the average player. And I'm not talking about casuals. I'm not talking about a return to the casualification that almost killed Destiny 2 at launch. I'm talking about the the average player that loves Destiny and puts in tons of time. You know, what do they think? I don't know what happened there. I lost the jump. That's what matters most. Capitals fan. What has been the most or least enjoyable part of the new DLC? How do you think Bungie could have handled it better? I, I talked about this in my talk. I think... I think at a ground level, okay, the Ford should have let you go in at 600. It's the first of three, okay? You go in at 600, and you can complete it. When you complete that, it unlocks Ada and all of her bounties, and you go grab all of her bounties. And maybe there's one or two bounties you can complete in a 600 Forge, but the rest of them tear up, and they're like, you need to do a Forge at 625 if you want to do these really cool bounties, right? There's really cool bounties that allow you to get, you know, new weapons or forge a new weapon. Like there's those there's those gold ones that she sells, right? And then she's got the other ones below where you can get the augmented ones. You know, that's that's how you get that's how you get people to say, "Oh, I get this now." There's a staggered grind, right? There's a staggered grind. There's the intro of like, oh, cool, this is the forge. This is what the forge is like. Oh, I get it. They come out. We throw the ball. Then there's a boss. He was kind of hard, you know, especially if you're a solo queue player and, you know, you're going in there and and matchmaking, right? You're kind of learning the ins and the outs. And then you are like, oh, I need to go do milestones now. I want to do all these bounties and it's just too hard for me to do them right now. That's no different than the way they've staggered content in the past. They've staggered content in the past. They've said, here are strikes, here are heroic strikes, and here are nightfalls. And the average player looks at that and says, oh, I I I can do that, and then I'll wait to do the nightfall until I'm strong enough. There's better weapons in there, there's stronger rewards, there's bounties, there's milestones, whatever, that you had attached to the nightfall. And then they easily just kind of look at it and say, okay, I'll get there eventually. That's how they should have done it. Uh, J J Berg says, as a year one player who recently returned, how long do you think it will take for me to be able to do Black Armory? I'm 536 on my main, and I just want to level up quick. Any tips? You just need to do all your ba- all of your milestones. As you heard me talking about during the talk, they don't give you a whole lot of intentionality. Now, your milestones and your rewards should get you to 550 really, really fast, but 550 to 600 is going to slow down for you. You really need to capitalize on once you're done with all your milestones, make sure you're doing the raid. Um, The drops in there are going to be helpful to you, uh, as well as there's a bounty that you can do with the clan, you know, to do the challenge. You get that from Hawthorne. Uh, That's extra drops, extra chances, uh, etc. Now, that's going to be the place where you might get kind of lost in the weeds because let's say you get to 550 really fast and the journey to five from 550 to 600 is just completely just hamstrung by terrible RNG. You just keep getting stuff that you don't need, right? If your boots are your highest power level item and you get two or three boots in a row, that's infuriating. The time it took to you, you know, for you to grind for that feels like it's been completely and utterly wasted. And then you feel like you're set back one more week. One more week, Bungie, thanks. Just another week where you set me back and don't let me level up. I'd like to go do the new content, and I can't. I bought the content. I, the content looks cool. My friends are getting neat guns, and I'm, I watched Lono, and he got a cool gun, and I'd like to do what they're doing, but I can't because, you know, your leveling system is terrible. 
Like, admit that it's terrible and change it. Uh, it. That's how we got Forsaken. You admitted that there were things that were terrible and you changed it. Double primary, terrible. Static rolls, terrible. Like, it's time to admit that the leveling system is t- freaking terrible. Like, it is awful. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even really scratch the itch of a hardcore player. It doesn't. Hardcore players generally grind to level up, not navigate loopholes and weird milestones. If you could level up playing any activity, hardcore players would lean into lanes and they would grind and they would get to the, they would level up just the same, you know? Bungie addresses saying people under 600 will get better drops. Yeah, but it, even if you get better drops, it's still limited each week. It's still limited each week, Woody. There's only so many milestones you get in a week, so that's limited, and it's still RNG-based. You can still get a good power drop, but you can still get an item that doesn't help you as much. If you really need boots and you get gloves, oh, it was only a one bump on my gloves. Well, it was a bump, you know. I thought it said people under 550. I don't remember seeing anything that said people under 600. I read 550. That's what I read. People under 550 would level up faster, which that means literally freaking nothing. Like, you need to get to 600. How's Black Armory? Uh, that's really generic, and I basically already answered this. Uh, Shiesty McGee, with several games utilizing mouse and keyboard integration on Xbox, do you have a gut feeling on whether uh, that could interest Bungie. I don't know if that's on their radar. I mean, if that's something they have to do within the actual architecture of the game, like go into the back end and say, you know, recognize these inputs, they've obviously already done that because that's been built for the PC. Getting that to talk to the Xbox, though, I don't know if they have a team that could be relegated to that, you know? Because if, I mean, if they're. If they're working on things that are more important, that's not really a front burner issue. The front burner issue stuff right might now just be annual pass stuff. Uh, Dark Cell says thoughts on the last word being time gated and not RNG. Um, there's always going to be a mixture of exotics, quest line and RNG exotics. Uh, Jamie TV with the brand new Prime sub. Thanks so much for using your Prime sub here. Uh, that difference doesn't ever really concern me i'm never like oh this shouldn't have been a quest or this should have been a quest i mean i took issue with the thunderlord and how easy it was to get because it was literally it's literally one of the strongest exotics in the game if not the strongest exotic in the game with respect to how versatile uh it is so i i would i would wager to say that people are going to be happy they have an intentional grind i would also wager to say it's not going to be an easy quest it'll it'll take a while darkoth do you think there uh that there is other content that we haven't seen yet in relation to content already released yeah i mean there's two forges and then there's the niobe labs i don't know what that is i think that's i think that's what it's called so there's there's two more forges and then there's niobe labs so i i'm not actually sure um, what degree of grind that's going to add. I think each forge has its own weapons pool, so obviously you can set your sights on which one you really want to go for. I think each each forge also has um, an exotic. So take what we have now with respect to that grind where you're like, okay, I could see doing this, I could see going after these weapons, and then just triple it. Another Prime sub coming in from Roberts311. Thank you so much for using your Prime sub here. I greatly appreciate that. Welcome. I appreciate you guys supporting the cast today. If you're enjoying the show and the question answer, the back and forth and the dialogue, be sure to click the follow button. That is the heart button. 
That's a free way to support what I do and not miss my streams. Tig O Biddies says, Can you think of any particular reason that Bungie wants to delta scale us so badly? I think it's because they can't find the right balance between the casual and the hardcore players being happy with the content. I think it's because mechanics and, and challenging mechanics are far more difficult to come up with. Um, and then unfortunately, when they do come up with challenging mechanics like in Riven, people find ways around, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they find ways to cheese it and they don't do the mechanics, right? Like if you want proof that people don't like interacting with mechanics and are going to try and, you know, take the fast way out, just look at the way people play Riven. Just look at the way people play Riven. Like, they don't even do uh, the Riven fight. One of the most complex fights they've ever built with respect to a raid. And, you know, nobody does it. You know, nobody even even attempts to do it normal anymore. When I do it on normal people, when I do the normal fight, people are like, what are you doing? Um, the other thing to consider is, is when you make content like the Blind Well and the Forge and Archon's Forge and Court of Oryx, if it's a public space, or in this case, it can be match made with three people. If it's too complex, it ends up being more frustrating than it's worth. Does that make sense? You end up making people feel like, well, I go in here with randoms and they completely ruin my experience because it's too mechanically heavy, right? A Delta scale is a very easy, and look, I never really endorse calling Bungie lazy, but I always call Delta scaling lazy difficulty. There's just no thought behind it at all. You take an enemy that's designed to output a certain amount of damage and you make them output way more damage than they're supposed to. So their rhythm of fire, how fast they move and shoot, you know, how tanky they suddenly are. It it becomes, in my opinion, a bit of a nightmare. It's frustrating. It doesn't feel like you're truly being challenged when you make like the weakest enemy all of a sudden the strongest enemy. And again, as I've talked about before with the spectrum of enemy in Destiny, the reason it gets really, really extra frustrating is because weak enemies are given things at their disposal to make them an adequate threat at their tier level. So think about phalanxes and legionaries, you know, in the Cabal. They're not all that threatening, and so a lot of their attacks are given a very spammy, a very fast nature, you know, of fire rate. Let's really hope we get a piece of armor here. You know, they're given the ability to shoot very, very fast. Well, when you take that level of fire and you suddenly make it do more damage than it's typically doing, thank goodness, uh, we got some gauntlets. There we go. Bam. Um... You know, when when you do that, it's I think unnecessarily frustrating. Thank you, Evil Pop Tart, for the host. And that's why I don't like it. That's why I just feel like it's like I said, it's lazy difficulty. But the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, that's like the easiest way for them to churn out something that's challenging. Right? It's it's so much more difficult to come up with mechanics. That's why typically heavy mechanical requirements are in raids, right? And it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a double whammy too, because you end up with, you end up with the, the, the it gets kind of gets compounded, right? It's difficult for them. It's difficult for them to do, uh, 
the mechanics it takes them longer and it can make the content less enjoyable for people because they're like dude i try and do this with blueberries and it's just frustrating like just turning public events heroic can make you want to pull your hair out sometimes right so bungie looks at it and says it's going to take us more developmental time more bandwidth to make these mechanics to make these things complex and if we if we do that then more people are going to look at the content and potentially have you know a hard time with it and that can make them i think often gun shy uh with respect to that like they don't want to they don't want to do it they don't want to you know they don't want to pull the trigger on making stuff that's that much significantly uh harder so that's why delta scaling just becomes such a standard uh because it's i think it's just an easy way to make introductory content challenging so I got it on Solar Burn, Milo. I don't know if you want to stay on Thunderlord. Uh, next question: Smack versus the world. Do you think having an adventure or three to get us to six ten to have a better time in the forge would have been more effective than forcing us into old content to be able to interact with the new stuff? Three months from Crat uh, Crat Liffenco. Thank you so much for three months. That's a blue badge. Okay, so this is a good question, Smack. And what I said earlier today was. What I said earlier today was, why not just have a quest that you can't even get into the forge until you do like a handful of milestones? Um, you know, until you do like a handful of milestones, just just do something with your controller so you're moving silent. We'll just we'll do a, we'll we'll get and get a big chunk of the nightfall done in the next five minutes. I don't want to sit and do nothing uh, for five. Just rubber band your joystick or something. So. Uh, that's what I thought. Like, what about a quest that just makes you do a bunch of a bunch of milestones? And people were like, "Well, I don't really want to do milestones." And it's like, "Well, if you want to unlock the forge, you know, go do all this stuff." Well, all along the way, you would have been leveling up and getting a little bit stronger, right? It might kick him, but it, it it's it's uh it might kick him, but it's it's a nightfall, so they're not going to throw anybody in his spot. He can rejoin. Um. Because then people might have gotten into the forge and been like, maybe they were 610, maybe they got to 611, maybe they got to the next delta, maybe they got to, you know, maybe they got to 615, I don't know, maybe they're really lucky. In any case, in any case, it would have been better, it would have been better. I still think the best solution would have been like, welcome to the forge, you can run it at 600, it unlocks Ada, as soon as you start looking at her bounties and her quests and her things where you can get cool weapons and get cool stuff, it would have been like, you need to run it at 625, and the best way to do this is to go run Milestones. You know, and then people would have been like, "Oh, cool, we got to we got to kind of look, go in there and see." You know, we can grind it if we want to, but we'd much rather do the bounties. So let's let's go grab the bounties and and, and then wait and then do milestones, get to six twenty five. The true sage does the poor launch of this worry about the future ones. No, I'm not worried about the future ones. I'm not worried about the future ones. I'm more concerned about the people who haven't bought the annual pass yet. If you haven't bought the annual pass yet and you see poor community reception to day one of Black Armory, you know, Woolsey with two months, dude, welcome back. Thanks for keeping your uh, for keeping your, your prime sub here. I appreciate that. Yeah, If you're like, hey guys, how's the... Uh, How's the you know how's the black armory how's the, how's the forge and everybody's like well I mean it could be fun and we could be grinding for stuff but we the, it's too it's too hard we have to go do milestones and stuff and so somebody that's in like 
the 500s or maybe they're just about to get the 600 they're like wait a minute let me get this straight i can't even go in there and do it it's too it's too difficult why am i going to buy the annual pass for content i can't even touch right now i th- again you got to fast track everybody to 600 and the and the first forge needed an introductory level and then stagger it and make it harder if you want to do the bounties and get the guns and the gear and stuff you know FWC Guardian. Now, uh, how do you feel about Bungie not raising the soft cap for the first time ever? As a low light Guardian, I personally think the increased Prime Ingrams is not enough. At this rate, I'll be able to play in three to four weeks. Yeah, see, this is the problem. Like, this is exactly, this is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about people that just end up feeling like they get stuck, right? You run out, you run out of milestones. You run out of powerful engrams that you can do. The powerful engrams that you get aren't any good. I, I mean, I've done, what, five? And I've had two help me, you know, or something like that. Or I've had done, like, six, and I've had two help me. I, those aren't very good odds. Those are not very good odds. So, you... You don't want you just don't want players feeling like they're stuck. When players feel stuck and when players feel helpless, they disengage. They they disengage. They're like, "What's the point in doing this? What's the point in trying? Why am I, you know, why am I even going to put forth the effort when I'm light years behind like everybody? You know, I'm not I'm not going to catch anybody." And and then what ends up happening is then the next content comes out and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait, I just now caught up, right?" You can get into that rhythm in Fortnite, right? You can get in that rhythm in Fortnite where you get in a rhythm where you just finally catch up with everybody and they've already killed everyone. Like, okay, cool. Let me pick over the loot. I need some ammo. I need some mats. All right, thanks. Okay. Oh, you guys have already left. Okay, cool. Hang on. I'm going to get there. Oh, I just got here. You're already done. You already killed everybody. Frick. Okay, cool. You just can get left behind, you know? All right, see you, Enviro. English Oatcake. How has Bungie... Uh, put themselves into this situation with a disappointing launch. Uh, they're trying something new, but why not do... How did no one realize it was a misfire and it was not going to be well-received? Here's what I think can happen anytime you're in a reactionary state, and I think Bungie has been, unfortunately, in a reactionary state since the launch of, launch of Destiny 1. They chopped the game up into pieces, delayed it for a year, and then ever since then, they've been trying to kind of piece the game together into a way that we find pleasing. Why was Destiny 2 so bad at launch? Destiny 2 was in production very early in the life cycle of Destiny 1 and a lot of what we said year 1 Destiny 1 influenced influenced the casualification of Destiny 2. By the time Destiny 1, you know, ends its life cycle, there's this giant swath of players that are all about the grind and are all about the the nature of, you know, chasing things and, and, and doing things that are, are more of a hobbyist player and that just creates uh, a big a big divide, right? Where what was sort of influencing the building of the game in the beginning now isn't influencing it or shouldn't be influencing, right? Well, I think ever since they've been doing that, they've been playing like patchwork catch-up reaction game and the problem with reacting is you tend to overreact. It's just, I think that's something that is symptomatic to reacting. 
if you go upstairs and your kids are going nuts and you're not in control of the situation you're already behind the eight ball right they're wound up they're screaming they're throwing stuff they're coloring on the walls like it's chaos in that moment you're reacting typically what do you do you overreact you, you, you don't have control of the situation so you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my voice I'm gonna you know I'm gonna shout I'm gonna get their attention and then sometimes you can you can overreact well in this scenario I believe that a lot of the times Bungie's overreacting because they're trying to do like a pivot I call it the pendulum swing you know you go to the science center and the pendulum swinging back and forth one side to the other we go from a pinnacle weapon that's a hand cannon that requires skill and then the pinnacle weapon swings and the pendulum goes over to a grenade launcher grenade launchers take skill well they're still spammy and they don't take near the amount of skill as a you know hand cannon so they look at the landscape they look at what they want to do with forsaken and what do they say it's a love letter to the hobbyists it's a love letter to the veteran player we want them to love this game we want them to love this content and then what ends up happening is they sort of overreact as as i've been saying right there's like this sense of we really need to you know recapture the hobbyist and then by trying to recapture the hobbyist they give us things that you're like okay this is great for guys like lono that can play for nine hours a day but i play for maybe six hours a week I can't even play Black Armory. I'm not strong enough. It's going to take me another entire week, maybe two or more, to level up, to get strong enough to even jump into the Forge. You know, this is very disappointing. I paid for this content, and I'm basically being told, I, you know, it's on layaway. You know, come back in a couple of weeks. That's, That's one of the challenges, is that I think since the beginning they've just been reacting reacting tends to cause you to overswing um it's like when your car starts to spin out and you overcorrect and you make the car spin out more i just feel like that's been happening for a long time and it's easy to get that tunnel vision what's the what's the theme what are we doing what are we doing going forward we're targeting the hobbyist and then that just that just shades everything, right? It shades everything. Everything they do, everything they crank out is geared towards the hobbyist. That's why so many people push back when I say the things I'm saying. They're like, this isn't for the casual player, Lono. This isn't for them. This is for the hobbyists. And I'm like, that's fine. But if the if the if the if the community at large, if 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 Johnny Q public feels like Destiny is just sort of leaving his grasp or is uninteresting to him your sales will continue along with your engagement to go down and that has depreciating returns if engagement goes down matchmaking for all activities goes up if matchmaking for all activities goes up that diminishes the experience of the people that are engaged and still playing and and creates a vibe where they may in fact you know engage less and we got a helmet we are rolling now boys we're getting the things that we need we got a helmet so that would be my that would be my answer uh, to the question about it being well received or not. Uh, Arturus G with a brand new Prime sub, welcome to the Rages. Thanks so much for that Prime sub. Uh, the True Sage, do you feel that another three months of the same content raid strikes PvP match is a bit too repetitive? I believe that this question makes assumptions about Destiny that aren't in line with what is appealing about Destiny, and that is that every game has a content loop. Every game has a content loop where you you do uh, you do similar things to what you've done before. Um, yeah, GG's Milo. And 
that is that is I think uh, a very uh, a very easy thing to lose sight of. You're like, well, isn't this repetitive? Well, every game is repetitive. You get into the content loop and you do the same things. Yeah, they add mons to Monhun, but you're hunting mons. You're you're doing the same things that you know you've uh, you've done before, and that is a hundred percent okay and acceptable. There's nothing wrong with having uh, a content loop. Content loops are part and parcel to to gaming as hobby. Uh, they're part and parcel to you you getting into a game that really you know really makes you feel good i'm already at 611 like i'm already strong enough to take a crack at the forge that's exciting um we could do 100k nightfall with just the two of us because apparently it's glitched right now that like i guess the handicap doesn't do anything so we'll go ahead and just crank it all the way up i guess is what we were told so we'll give it a try and see if that's actually true um so I think, I think the repetition is part of what people enjoy. The question is never, are you doing the same things over and over again? Are you doing content that re- is repetitious? The question is and always will be, it is and always will be. The, the question is, is it relevant and enjoyable? Is there new things for you to chase? Are you enjoying yourself? That's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's the question. That's the more important question. That's the more important question. So, we are going to do Exodus Crash again because it's not power uh, nerfing us. We'll just take the free points. Um, next question. Sheaf55, what do you think about the secret box and the locks on it? This is Think this is an exotic? Yeah, it's an exotic quest. I think each forge is going to have its own symbol. There's the fish hook... Uh, the fish hook, the the hand, and then something else. I think that represents each of the houses, and I think that represents each of the forges as well. So every forge will have a thing you do to unlock that lock. Train twenty nine twenty nine. What uh, are they doing to going to do for the normal casual player that doesn't have the time to grind for these milestones? I played for seven hours last night and got nothing but gloves and helmets. Why don't they give us the option to choose what we need? As I said, I think that's a prominent thing facing them, and they need to immediately. Uh, they need to immediately. I should have put brawler on instead of grenader. They need to immediately streamline leveling for folks uh, all the way to 600 and just bite the bullet. And as they admitted, as they admitted with their, uh, you know, double primary system, they need to admit that this leveling system is not good and it needs to uh, be changed. Yeah, first lock has been found. We did the first lock ourselves. Uh, It's the other locks, I believe, that haven't been done yet. I think they are attached to the, the other the other forges that we haven't even gotten our hands on yet. Apparently we can't whine or we're casuals. Yeah, like if it's as soon as you criticize or say that like the content wasn't packaged all that well, you get told that you're a casual. I don't really understand that uh, personally. Um, I, I, I'm not a casual player. I take up for what I think. I have always done this. It's why I butted heads with other content creators about the Masterwork Core situation. And... I believe as problematic as leveling is, you can still see that in that in that situation with you know masterwork cores and infusion, you are literally just limiting. You're limiting the freedom of the player needlessly. That's all you're doing. Uh, so I would I would continue to say that 
this is this is another situation like that where I am taking up for the player base at large. I am not I am not defending a position. I am not defending me playing and 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 being, you know, a, a hardcore player. Uh, I believe a lot of the streamers a lot of times defend early content delivery or early things that are just really delta and really really hard because that serves their aims as a streamer and it doesn't actually serve the aims of uh, the community at large and I'm able to parse through that and say yeah I'm not really a fan of this Uh, I would prefer things to be structured quite a bit different because I'm more concerned about the player base continuing to play and buy content and being happy and enjoying themselves. I'm not really concerned with what streamers do week one. A lot of them stop playing, you know, within two to three weeks and they start cycling to other games. And that is, I don't think, the best litmus test for who, you know, who are you trying to capture and keep, you know, streamers that play for two weeks and then go do something else? Or are you trying to capture the players that log in every day and every week? And I think the pushback might be, well, if a streamer can play like at a breakneck speed for two to three weeks and then take a break, does that mean the casual player could play for months before taking a break? And I would say, sure, but if everything is out of their reach and everything feels scaled to the point of the absurd where they, they, they can't enjoy the content they just paid for, then you haven't really created good inroads for your content when the only people that are really praising it are those that can play way longer and way more often than everybody else. That is a, that's too harsh of a slant, I think. You're pleasing one side too much. Destiny 2 pleased, ca- it, it aimed at the casuals too much, and we had a similar dissonance and imbalance in the game, right? It was just over-casualified. You can go in the other direction. You can, and I and I worry that we 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 do that when we have content like that that is so delted and so difficult, and people defend it by saying, "Well, we wanted to grind, and this is end game, and who cares about the casuals?" Like, you got to be careful, man. I, like, both sides of the co- community need to be able to live in harmony and have fun and enjoy the content. Buzzbout says. Uh, do you think the future of Destiny hinges on this Friday's raid with mediocre reception of Black Armory so far? Uh, could a bad raid be the final nail in the coffin for Destiny? No, I tend to think that this kind of language is is so hyperbolic and it just is always, it's always exaggerated to the point of, you know, Destiny's not in trouble if content's not well received, right? If Destiny as a franchise can survive the launch of Destiny 2, it can survive just about anything. It can survive just about anything. Because that was rough. I mean, that was really, really, really rough. And I would wager to say that if it can survive that, again, I believe that it can survive pretty much uh, anything. Uh, if, If you can get through that drought and that frustration within the community then you can you can weather pretty much any storm and generally video games don't do that video games do not die you don't put a nail in the coffin simply because you know oh a raid was bad most of the people playing destiny aren't paying any freaking attention to the raid being bad or good they're logging in playing and they want fun stuff to do and if they've got fun stuff to do they're happy and that's why day one i was so concerned i was like man the average player is going to want to take a crack at this uh, or at least experience it, and you haven't really set that up uh, for that. So, to me, uh, to me, the, the 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 franchise is not resting and hinging on the raid being good. And I do think, as I said in the beginning of my talk, that things will get better. 
things will get better and that may pull people back in when they start to see that the grind is good i do think some of that's going to hinge on bungie saying hey you know we really put a lot of emphasis on this content being end game but we really didn't give you guys good inroads to getting to 600 and that's problematic so we've given you guys better inroads to getting to 600 and here are here are the changes if they don't do that then i'm worried about that that mid mid to low low tier player feeling like there's nothing for them to do they're getting left behind uh Saul Villa says do you feel that giving strikes and nightfall something like a rank system where you can get powerful outside of dailies weeklies yeah I mean that'd be a good move uh, you know strikes need uh strikes need a little something something I you know I, I don't I don't actually know exactly what it would be other than something like what you're saying where there's a rank and then you do well and you get powerfuls i like the idea of kind of how the forge works where what uh certain certain strikes could have certain loot pools and then if you grind the strikes or maybe not certain strikes i'm sorry when you're in strikes strikes themselves have a certain loot pool there's certain pieces of gear and armor that can drop from them and then you spend an entire day grinding strikes hoping to get them just like you grind the forge for those other other rolls on those guns that you are hoping to get and then when you really want to drill down, you go into a nightfall. You're like, well, I want a Warden's Law, and I want a good roll on it. And then you dig down into the nightfall, and you spend a whole day there. Uh, is Black Armory worth the buy, says Wolf. As far as I can tell, if you're a hobbyist player, yes, the annual pass in Black Armory is going to give you what you want as an as a hobbyist player. Just be fair warned, if you're a little bit more casual in your engagement, if you're way down in your power level you've got some work ahead of you now again if you like destiny that's not a bad thing right there's stuff for you to do there's things for you to dive into and that can be you know a, a, a piece of enjoyment for you if you stare down the barrel of leveling up and you just get really discouraged you could potentially wait and see if Bungie has any solutions in place to say hey we're, we're giving people inroads to level up a little bit better and a little bit faster and you could see if you know if that then is enough to kind of pull you back uh, back in crusty meat this game has been saved because it has been directed towards the hardcore player but isn't but it isn't welcoming to new people buying the annual pass how can they help casuals without ruining the game again this is where i think as i said earlier some people really struggle with knowing the difference between saying something negative and being negative right i can be being positive and say something negative i can tell my son or my daughter or like you can you can tell an employee they're doing a bad job and that's something positive that can help them do a better job and be more successful you're saying something that is negative but you are being positive and seeking their good we can say things that are negative about destiny and seek the good of the game and that's positive okay you have to parse the difference there to answer your question people have got to get to the place where they can parse the difference between accessibility and casualification they're completely different things they are completely different things I have always argued for accessibility but then you'll also hear me arguing for grind and random rolls and and good end game and and longevity you'll, you'll, you'll hear me you'll hear me argue for these things because I love the game and want to see it do amazing things and that's how you get that's how we get there 
that's how you get there you're not gonna get a game that satisfies both sides of the community if you don't have a good mixture of accessibility and 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 uh, an end game and end game grind it's it's not about casualification i think every time i talk about accessibility people start thinking i'm calling for casualification and they're like we don't want to casualify the game we, we we finally got the game that we want we finally got a grind and i'm like okay look making the forge have an introductory level and then staggering it up to 625 when you want to do the bounties is not casualification it's not it's exact opposite of that it's accessibility accessibility means you get access to the content and casualification means you make the content easy there's a difference between making the content easy to get into and easy to do there's a big difference between the two and so when I look at the game those are the two things I try to maintain if you're going to try and satisfy both sides of the player base that's how you do it you do it by saying it's accessible to all there's something for everybody to do which i actually think the milestone structure that's one thing it does a good job of right if every season they're giving you the opportunity to raise your power level right and milestones are a way to do that we're in a pretty good spot right we're in a pretty good spot it's like okay everybody has something to do and there's milestones all along the spectrum of difficulty. That's acce- that's accessibility, right? That's a, that's an accessible thing. And then there's a further grind for the hardcore players. Like that's a pretty good sort of logistical setup, so everybody's kind of satisfied. I actually think that's is that what I needed was a chess piece. I think that's what I needed. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, RNG is being so nice. Now we just need a bond. If this is the way the RNG worked all the time, dude, this grind wouldn't be that bad at all. And we got one of the emblems, too. So anytime I look at content, that's going to be the framework that I think in. That's going to be the framework that I argue for. And I think a lot of people that comment on my YouTube and clap back on Twitter and say things to me, they think they're being smug or cute or intelligent. They're not. They're, they're, they're totally not clued into the fact that I'm arguing for... I'm arguing for accessibility, not casualification. Because Destiny 2 wasn't accessible, it was casualified. Like, everything came to you really, really easily. It wasn't that the content was was accessible to you or open to you, right? It wasn't. It was that it was, there was no grind, there were no random rolls, there was, there was nothing, there was nothing for you to do, uh, you know, kind of beyond just, you know, getting, you need to go grab Grave Tide somewhere? Okay. It was just basically you just it was like a fashion game right i need to go to spider anyway because i'm at my glimmer cap reese's god would you like a system where each point behind your average level a gear slot is it would have a higher chance to get a drop for that slot the more it's behind the more it gives a chance of eventually giving you the guaranteed drop the lowest slot becomes too far behind i I love when you need boots or you need a chess piece and you get that thing, right? Like, I'm already 613 and that's because I'm getting lucky, right? I'm getting lucky. My main character got to 616. I passed this stuff over to him. He's done a handful of milestones and he's already 613. He's already, like, like, nipping at the heels of my other character. Well, I got lucky. I was really unlucky on the outset. If I would have been really, 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 like, high levels of luck, I'd be higher level, right? So, 
but there's something exciting about that, right? Whenever you're you're the one that is is the lucky one, there's something exciting about I need boots, I need boots. Yes, I got boots. Oh my gosh. I don't want to take that excitement away. I think that's a good element of the RNG. But I also don't want to make it to the point of the absurd where you can get 20 guns in a row and you want to punch somebody. You're like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? I I just need... So now I'm in that situation where I'm pigeonholed, right? I need a mark. If I don't get a mark, I'm basically stuck. I'm basically stuck if I don't get a mark, right? That's holding me back. So... I think a good mixture of RNG and intentionality. Every time I turn in a milestone, I should be able to say, don't give me guns right now, give me armor. And then when I do that, and then when I do that, I feel like I should then also have something that's saying, look, okay, we're going to give this guy a piece of armor, okay? And the worst thing we could give him is a chess piece because it's 614. The best thing we could give him is a, is a, is a bond, a mark, a cloak right so this should have a really low chance and this should have a really high chance and then everything else along the way so you might not get the thing you need there's a good chance you get the thing you need right there's a good chance you get the thing you need but it's not guaranteed so you can have that moment of excitement you know there's rng but it's it's laden with intentionality it's like oh i get to i get to choose so i don't get mad like dude i just spent an hour doing five crucible matches i don't really like crucible all that much and i just spent an hour doing five crucible matches and i got another gun like it like that's not the experience you want a player having when they're leveling leveling should be intentional there should be a trajectory i'm i'm having an influence over what's happening instead of being freaking helpless like at the mercy of well did i just throw an hour of my time into the toilet or did i not let's see what happens yay i got a sidearm and that screwed me like i don't think that's how you want people feeling when they're leveling especially especially when content is behind the level barrier that's one more week. That's one more day. That's one more. It's like, I can't get to the level for the thing. I want to do the raid. I want to do the forge. And I can't. Like, that's not how you want people to feel. When folks feel helpless, they, they'll they disengage, man. I'm telling you right now. When folks feel helpless, they will disengage. And that's not what you want. If you want hobbyist players, I think you can mix grind and and hardcore sentimentality. I think you can mix that with people that say, man, oh man, I would just like to get a pair of boots so I can level up to do the new content. Like, I don't think those things are at odds with each other. I really don't think that they are. Um, and so I would, I would say put it in the middle and let people have that intentionality and let people have that feeling of grind, but also that feeling of I get to kind of dictate how this goes because uh, at the moment I think it's just you only have somebody you can do in a week and and it's RNG base and that's just that's brutal oh he, he's not even the boss we're just getting the introduction Melodic Gamer uh, with, the, with the next question says do you think strikes should have been uh, added to give context around the forges? Do you believe we will get strikes at a later date? I just don't think strikes are really, really big uh, on their on their their docket right now. They don't they don't seem really important uh, in the grand scheme of the game, and they just don't seem to be focused. I don't I don't know. 
I don't, I don't necessarily know where their view is of strikes, but they don't seem that important. Um, so, okay, we really need a mark. So I need everybody to give me good RNG vibes for a mark. And let's click this bad boy. Ah, we got boots. Okay, that still helps. That's still a six jump. Uh, that's still a help. Yeah, that's still a pretty big help. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. Next question. Sage, Sage Soul says, what do you think drove Bungie away from allowing for multi-hour day one black armory experience for players that didn't stock up powerful turn-ins and come in at 600? Um, I think this is just symptomatic of what we already talked about. Uh, I think people, I, I think Bungie looked at the landscape of player and said, uh, Oh, let's do the yeah. Let's do the milestone. Uh, I think they looked at the landscape of the player, and they said, "Let's see if we can actually get the pub." They said, "We're focusing on hardcore players," and that led them to do. They they just it, it, again they overreacted. You come in the room and the kids are going crazy, and that leads you to be reactionary. And when you are a reactionary, you tend to overreact, right? Because the reaction puts you on your heels. You're like, oh my gosh, we got to focus on the hardcore players. And you're like, let's do that. And then day one, hardcore players are like, yo, this is brutal. This is hard. You're watching gigs and glad. And you're watching all these people do whatever they can to figure it out. And they beat it. And they're like, oh man, that was really, really tough, right? It, it, It suits their sentimentality. I looked at it and I thought, this is a terrible way to launch your new content because I don't think like that. I don't think like them. I hate Delta scaling. I do. I just don't like it. Um, so whenever, whenever I look at, you know, this type of a thing that they did, I'm just kind of, that's where I'm going to land. It's like, well, they're trying so hard to scratch the itch and, and, and scratch the back of the hardcore player. It's leading to some overcorrection. Jedi Gary, what are your thoughts on the current Forsaken Black Armory Forge ETC updates within the current engine delivering to potential. I mean, obviously the the engine is potentially holding things back. Um, we were having issues with the balls bouncing off and some latency and some lag, uh, and and that's frustrating. That's frustrating. Uh, you never want to be in a situation where um, where's the heroic? Do we? I don't understand. Activities completed. Why don't I see her heroic? Do I have to unlock it? Have I not done a heroic mission here? I might have to give you lead, dude. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Uh, so that's what I think. Uh, oh, I'm sorry about the about the potential. Yeah, I think the engine's holding things back. So it's peer to peer. I don't know what you want me to say other than that. Uh, I don't want you to say uh, say about it other than that. Uh, Mir- uh, Midrin OW, do you think Bungie should enable matchmaking for Black Army Forges? It already is enabled. That was something announced. And it's currently working right now. Bamford, what do you think about Bungie not raising the soft cap or putting in a catch-up mechanics for the people that are, aren't close to 600 yet? Well, I think in their mind, they're helping people that are below 550. And I'm like, okay, that's... You're you're still really really staggering 
um, what people can do right at the beginning. You're really staggering it. Um, so I, I, I don't know why they they decided to stagger it so much because even if you get to 550 really fast that may take you a week right that takes you a week that's another week probably or more to get to 600 once you get to 600 i got bad news for you you're not even going to want to set foot in the forge unless you're a real hardcore player um so you're going to be sitting in the same situation of just week after week after week just kind of beating your head against the wall to a certain degree so I would say they they need, as I've said numerous times today, streamline the leveling process to 600 significantly. Uh, Jail Coitus Ballyhoo says, for the 50th time, I'm sure, is there any order we should be doing powerful drops? I think small to big is the best thing to do. Uh, daily missions, then strikes, then your two nightfalls. Do your nightfalls separate. Don't combine them because the, the second drop will be potentially and almost every time higher because the first drop will raise your power level. Um, so don't don't double dip. Like, oh, we'll do one nightfall and we'll hit a hundred k, right? Don't. That's the one thing you need to make sure you do. Um, because then you're getting the first drop for completing the nightfall that raises your power level. Then you go back through, run it, and get over a hundred k. And then that's going to give you another one, and that's going to be higher because you've raised your power level with the first one. After you do that, you know, you do your Gambit, your Crucible, uh, then do the Tangled Shore because he's got the Wanted Bounty, uh, then do your Flashpoint, and then end with the Dreaming City. And after you're done with the Dreaming City, do the Last Wish Raid, and then do the Forge. That would be probably the order uh, that that I would do it in, personally. There's no tricks. There's no tricks. Just play. But just do milestones is what you need to be setting your sights on. Uh, do it to... Do it to Itza says, Do you think the annual pass will include any new strikes at all once it's all said and done? It doesn't seem like that's a focus. No, it doesn't. I feel like... I feel like Bungie has settled on the idea, and I, I probably want to just defend them in this. I think this is probably the right idea, that creating a, a loop content that's loopable like ex, uh, Escalation Protocol, Blind Well, and now these Forges <clears throat> I think that um, yes, this is live pugs Q&A in the evening because we were just grinding really long I think it's easier for them to make and I think it's just better for people to spend their time in, because when they make a strike what do you do? You experience it once and then it's in the strike playlist uh, I mean, how much capital, how much net benefit are they getting from that? You know? Are, like, it, it, it feels like a lot of time probably goes into designing a strike. Think about what a strike has, okay? A strike has basically everything the Forge has. Lots of enemies, places that you have to go and stand, things you have to do and satisfy, and then a boss comes out. And after that boss comes out, you get loot, right? So how much do you think they're getting from that in a strike versus doing it in like a... a, Versus doing it in like the forge. Sorry, I'm sneezing. I keep having to mute the mic for those of you that are listening to this later and not seeing me like suddenly freaking out and sneezing on stream. I'm not wanting to sneeze in your ear. 
I think they get way more net benefit and way more capital out of something like the forge. Because a strike, a strike just becomes part of a, of a grinder that it 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 loses. Like when you're running strikes, you're just sort of like this one's fast, run past all the enemies. Oh, this one's really fast, run past all the enemies. This one's really fast, run past all the enemies. Right? I think that's that's the big mistake. Give me one second here. Sorry, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, I uh, my nose was driving me crazy. We were not going to be able to continue the Q&A, so sorry about that. Again, you get way more capital out of taking what is essentially the same content. It's the same content, right? Instead of it being stretched out linearly, it's set up in like a more grindable, like, horde mode fashion. Then you get way more out of that capital, and then you can put loot in there, grind it. Like I said, Haunted Forest, Escalation Protocol, Blind Well. Those are fun environments. You can spend long periods of time there, and loot's drop, and it's random. You do, what did I say? You attach bounties to it, right? And then you're in there running bounties, and you got this layered grind. It's really enjoyable. It's really, really uh, enjoyable. Next question from Extremely Dark Taco says, Lono, I've been loving the 150 scout buff. I'm telling you, Polaris Lance uh, has been ripping in PS4 PvP. Are you excited? The Black Armory scout rifle, no feelings. It did look pretty cool. All of the weapons look cool, honestly. Uh, so I'm excited to get my hands on all of them. And this little, you know, this little auto rifle, I'm, I'm anxious to try this out in an area where there's a lot of solar shields, which, as it happens, there's a lot of solar shields in uh, in the forge. So. And that's a milestone that does nothing for us right there. We got a uh, we got a 616 uh, hand can. Now we did get dragonfly, uh, but probably not worth keeping. Um, so rid of it. Dragonfly is nice. Uh, next question from Juicebox. Lono, I'm so tired of being killed by the architect's physics deaths. What are some mechanics that Bungie could do to replace this without just making quick insta-kills? Yeah, I mean, when I was in the forge, I was voicing, uh, I was voicing my, uh, frustration. Um, why is it so late in the afternoon past broadcast? This is not a past broadcast. This is live. Uh, we just were grinding, so this got pushed to the afternoon. I was I was voicing that frustration today when I was in the forge. I was like, "Can we please get a little less of the knock around, uh, you know, situation where why do I have to constantly get just you know beat up into the air and against walls and stuff? Um, it, it, it you just start to feel like a ping pong ball." You guys, science bounce you up in the air, and then the you know phalanxes knock you back, and the big guys quake the ground, and then the taken dudes, taken phalanxes blast you up in the air with their shields, and now ogres can push you back and drive you back, and it's just like, I, I don't know. 
I start to get really, really frustrated by that. Um, it, I know it adds depth to the combat that's not customary for a shooter, and we're very mobile and we're very agile, so it's not like it's particularly terrible, but I just find it to be unnecessary. It just is really frustrating, and I, I feel like we could do with a lot, a lot less of it. So, next question. May Tricks. How would you feel about a system that prevents you from getting a duplicate powerful drop for a set amount of time? Example, you get a kinetic, and now your next three powerful drops are locked from being a kinetic. I mean, that would really help, because, like, when I got boots and it helped me, and then two milestones later, I got boots again. Um, that's, that's irritating, man. Like... I, I don't want to keep getting boots and then if it would block it, then I would know, you know, my next couple aren't going to have boots. That's like really, really good, you know? Um, I think that's how you could, that's another way you could do it because then you'd get boots and know you wouldn't get boots for a while. And then after a couple of milestones, you'd be like, okay, cool. If I get boots now, it's not a big deal. I've done, you know, four or five milestones. So, we got one more question here from Milo. In D1, I played strikes for hours for the strike loot, and in D2, I don't play strikes beyond the weekly milestone. I am positive I'm not alone in that, so why can't uh, Bungie just add strike loot to the community so the community's been asking for since the launch of D2? Uh, I mean, strike loot's there, but I think Bungie really likes to have rhythmic urgency, right? So, when it's a nightfall, you've got to grind it for that week, right? Faction Rally and Iron Banner have been doing this for the longest of times, right? Shows up rhythmically, and then there's this urgency where you're like, I gotta get in there, I gotta try and get thus and so. And Strike Loot being relegated to nightfalls, I think, is how they... They, they do that rhythmic urgency. It's the same way with weekly resets and your raid resets and everything else. It's a good rhythm for gaming as hobby. Like, it's a really good rhythm. So, I don't know if that's ever going to change. I think Nightfall Matchmaking could fix that as well. Right, like, I never really considered the fact that there could be people that are like, well, yeah, I'd love to go for some Nightfall uh, grind and just stay in there, but when my buds aren't online, I can't get anybody to run Nightfalls with me. Um... Now, that still leaves strikes in a really, really weird spot because it's like, well, again, why am I running strikes? What's the point? They're just in the thing. They're just in the milestone. That's where I think you could do something more elaborate with Zavala. Like, if you look at uh, Ada's inventory, her bounties, right? You grab those bounties and you go grind the forge. And while you're grinding the forge, there's a chance for loot within that loot pool to drop and that loot's pretty that loot can be pretty cool right and then beyond that you're working on the bounties that can also give you really cool things and really cool loot from her so if Zavala had bounties that could drop you know cool versions of vanguard armor and vanguard weapons and then within the strikes themselves whenever you're running the strike playlist there's chances for those things to drop then you've got a very specific reason to go in there, very similar to her. 
NPCs and NPCs loot pools are such an untapped, you know, potential, I feel, um, because I feel like there's a lot they could do with just making people feel this sense of, I don't really care about that stuff over there, but this stuff over here looks really, really exciting and really, really cool. I'm going to go grind this this week, right? So whenever you're looking at the grand scheme of the content offering each week, you focus on what's most important to you. You might look at the Vanguard arm and be like, dude, I don't give a crap about that. You know, I don't give two flying hoots about the Vanguard armor and the Vanguard guns. Somebody else might really, really like it. So strikes and and, and, and other pieces of content aren't going to have universal purpose. Like every time you look at content, it's not always going to be, yeah, dude, every single player, every single person is going to want to be in there grinding that out. They might look at the, the, the loot offerings and say, no way. That's obviously going to be happening with raids, right? You're like, well, I'd love to run raids, but I just don't have the time or care. You know, the motivation is not strong enough. Because usually what ends up happening is, is people look at the raid and there's too many hurdles in the way, but if the loot's good enough, they find, they, you know, life finds a way. Ian Malcolm, right? Life finds a way if the motivation's strong enough. I don't think currently, uh, I don't think currently the motivation's strong enough to run certain activities, strikes being one of them. And I think that would be a way to add more loot, add grind, and add intentionality and give a pocket of the game purpose as it stands right now. It has no purpose. So, if you guys are here live right now, we're going to keep on streaming, grinding, and I'm going to shut down the Q&A now, though. So, I'm going to do a little outro here for the podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching or listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.